Hello, and welcome to I Just Called to Say, the reliving and truth-telling podcast where folks call in, confront, and set the record straight. I'm Megan Pugh, joined by Colleen Rass. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can listen to our podcast wherever podcasts are heard, so subscribe. On this episode, we getting physical. I said physical, and by physical, I'm about to, you know, call up my homegirl. I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say <laughs> What had happened was, really Uh, so, what's new in your life? Uh, everything, but simultaneously nothing <laughs> Um, my <laughs> wedding is basically what Notre Dame is to fire. I I haven't really planned it. Right now, we actually, we've been really needing to give our dog a bath. Um, For the listeners out there that haven't been listening before, I have a sheepdog mix. So giving her a bath is kind of like a full production. So usually we let her get like really messy before we do. And we took her to a dog park today that had like a bog type area of which she just laid in. So we just got done giving her a bath, and right now Dallas is finishing up giving, like, drying her. But like, it almost breaks my spirit every time. Like, it is. So do you hard. not like her clean, or do you not like it breaks your spirit to it's, do it's it? It's just okay. like the physicality of like you're in the tubs, so you're crouching the whole time, then your back starts hurting. She's like clawing to get out. She's like kind of like a like her body type is that of a mammoth. And it's like you just find all these knots and then it's like do you cut it out or untangle them and then you have to blow dry it and the room just gets so humid you can't breathe and she's just like panting looking at you and it's just like everyone's miserable the whole time but then after it's done she looks great and it's like totally worth it but – I feel her struggle. Like every Sunday I think about how I have to wash my hair and it's it's a struggle. Yeah. Like it's a – so I feel – and you can follow her dog at (laughs) – at my dog Mooj, I also yeah I I mean I I'm in the same situation. I have this dandruff mask I've been meaning to do. It takes thirty minutes, and I'm like, when will I ever have the strength to do this? Right, because it's one of those things where you're like, I'm not gonna stay in the shower for that long. So that means I'm gonna have to like get out and then like re-wet my hair to like yes. wash it out. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, once I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> Getting my hair wet on a normal day is pretty hard. I mean, that's the struggle for me to go to the gym. Like, honestly, when I think about having to go work out and go to the gym, like, ah, then I'm going to have to, like, shower and wash my hair afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, this whole – and then I got to get there. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, a whole whole situation. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, other than that, like, things have been good. I watched Homecoming this weekend, cried. Mm. Um, I believe that the uh, admission to HBCUs is going to skyrocket because everyone is going to be, like – I saw Homecoming. I thought that's what a HBCU experience was supposed to be. Because if I were 18, that's what I would be thinking. I mean, I growing up, my parents used to take us to the South Carolina State's Marching Band Expo every year. And I really enjoyed that. Um, um, can I just give a round of applause to Colleen's parents who <laughs> were just like exposing her to that? Um, like, it's also like wow. My sister was in marching band, so they were like one of the best marching bands. I'm sure they just like maybe not even Google. They just like asked someone. They were like, "What's a good marching band thing to go to?" And someone was like, 
South Carolina State has a really good marching band. I don't know if they like hundred percent knew. But like facts. And it was really fun. They have the ladies of champagne is there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Champagne ladies. <laughs> champagne ladies. Yeah. Which like what a fun name. Oh my gosh. Also, this kind of makes me think back to uh the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like for I feel like for a brief moment, it was kind of like people who saw like Bring It On. You were like, do I want to be a cheerleader? And like when I saw Drumline, I was like, do I want to be in a marching band? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I might need to shift some things in my life. I didn't join I mean, a there marching was a band. I there. <laughs> <laughs> when, I mean, VH1 played Drumline every Sunday for like two years. Yeah, that and Selena. <laughs> yeah. And um, Roll Bounce. I watched Ooh, all of them. Good one. Roll Bounce was a good one. Sweetness. Mm-hmm. That guy who played Sweetness was hot. So today we're talking about health, wellness, and fitness, or lack thereof, in my situation, because just so people know, I'm a garbage eater, and I try and cover it up and pretend like I'm not, but on the inside, I'm like, if I'm grouchy, you can repair that by giving me a four for four. (laughs) Like, that's that's my balanced meal. Like, it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's sad. The Wendy's down the, I think that's like two blocks away from us is closing. We're like, we need to go get a four for four before it closes just to like pro really tip, close that you one You can out. get a Frosty instead of a drink with your four for four. That is a pro tip. <laughs> I kind of want to throw that. My snack game has been out of control as of late. Whoa. Moose just came out of the bathroom. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Tatty. Please send a pic. We'll update you guys on the look. Sorry. I will. Yeah, it's a lot Is of stuff. Is he covered? Dallas looks <laughs> worse for wear. Covered in hair. His pants are absolutely drenched. He's breathing heavy. Not smiling. <laughs> That's a workout in itself. Ooh, child. Who turned on the air conditioning? Because I feel a vent coming on. I Just Called to Vent is your safe place segment to rant and rave about anyone or anything. And I promise you, Colleen and I won't judge you. Feel free to submit your vents to I just called to say podcast at gmail.com. We would love to have you on the show. My name is Lily. I have two things to say about fitness and gym culture. Um, one of them is I go to yoga and I get to yoga about 10 minutes early so they don't lock the door on me. And I go into yoga class and every time I go in, there are people who are like ferociously stretching while they wait for the yoga class to start. And I'm like, why are you stretching to prepare for a class in which we're going to spend an hour stretching? And like, I used to go to this one where everybody else in the class was 2000 years old and I'd be waiting for class to start and they'd literally be like meditating on their heads, like standing on their heads, meditating. And it's just, it's so extra. They really need to give it a break. Come to think of it, one time I was at a yoga class and there was a substitute teacher and we got to the end and we did vinyasa. I'm telling you this because it's on the lines of, of people being extra. We got to Shavasana at the end, I mean, and we laid down and I was like getting in my happy place. And all of a sudden I heard this sound and I was like, I know that's not a clarinet I hear. Maybe I'm, I don't know. So I laid there a little bit longer and I then I thought to myself, I know this man leading our yoga class is not playing a clarinet. I don't want to open my eyes and ruin Shavasana, but I think this motherfucker's playing a clarinet. 
And then I waited a little bit longer and I was listening to what he was playing and I realized this man was playing Amazing Grace on a clarinet during our Shavasana. And that is a true story of extraness. I interviewed uh, Can't Stop Training, who is nominated for Best of Trainers in Charleston. And I took his class prior to um, me sitting down with him. That's so cool. And uh, I wore a very, uh, let's say, uh, extra, for lack of, or eccentric outfit, for lack of better words, uh, to the workout. Sometimes you have to. I love that. Sometimes it's... Sometimes in order for me to get to the gym, I just have to have like a baller gym outfit on. Then I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Yep, exactly. So I was like, when you look good, you feel good. It was that approach. That's how I feel whenever I go to a soul cycle class. I'm like, I need to wear something that's like Lululemon or like Fabletics. Mm -hmm. It's just something that's like a hashtag OOTD soul cycle outfit. Yeah, soul cycle is a tough one to dress for because everyone else is dressed. He just called to say so. I lied when and she just called to say so why would you do that? We just called to say that really changed my life. Pick, 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 up your phone. Uh, this is Davon Gayo with Can't Stop Training and I just called to say that trainers are the best life coaches you'll ever have in your life, baby. It's so funny because I would always see you around town and around campus. Right. And then I would just kind of like slowly like watch like you like grow with like exemplar and like yeah, your training. Yeah. I was like, yo, Homeboy is like a local celebrity. <laughs> I'm moving up in the world <laughs> just a little bit. Like just a local a celebrity. Yeah. Funny, oftentimes trainers are considered like the rock stars and right, local right. celebrities. Right. Like after your class, you literally have a line of people <laughs> wanting to say thank you yeah, those people, and chit chat with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I love those people. Man. Like you have meet and greets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very, uh, like I'm very open. I've always been a very open person. Yeah. So I, I love talking to everybody. That's what I mean. You met Don. You met Darren. That's not yeah. our whole crew is like that. We chill with anybody. We don't. We don't care about who we're with. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna make you feel good. That's what we care about. So that's kind of like that. I guess that's that James Allen vibe. I yes. Guess you can so I actually spoke with Turtle and Don before um, I wanted to sit down with you. Okay. Just to get some backstory. Yeah. And before I start the conversation with Don, Don was like. Yo, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I've worked out with Davon. By the way, sometimes I call him Head just because it's his nickname. <laughs> and we all call him. Actually, I don't even want to go down that. that. It's, it's, a, it's a really old, like, elementary school nickname. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> um, do you think that since you've grown that you've gotten a big head? Well, this is funny, actually. So... <laughs> When I was in seventh grade, I think my head was this, this size. So you can only imagine how big my head was. That's got to be a great picture day photo. Right, exactly. I tucked up the whole damn film. Um, but I would love to see you in a turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but seriously, though, I, uh, yeah, I had a really big head, I guess you could say, which I didn't think it was. But I mean, everyone would always say that to me. And then I actually got my head stuck in a window one day. I was trying to, so me and my buddies, it's a funny story. When I was in third grade, me and my buddies were like snuck through this window of a car. It was like one of those like little V-shaped small windows in the back that you kind of- Like you see on vans. Right, exactly. <laughs> so all three of my buddies made it through and I'm like one of the thicker versions at that, even at that time than my friends. So Wait like I, I, could, I couldn't get my shoulder in so I tried to get back out my head wouldn't get out. And um, I remember his uncle always calling me man head because <laughs> my head got stuck. I was in third grade. 
seventh grade came around and like my buddy one of my best friends he's also my cousin at the time he gave me the nickname head and then it kind of just stuck for all the way through college really um i guess i kind of got out of it when i got a little more professional but your clients know about it no none of my clients (laughs) know about that because they haven't really hung around anybody that hurts that knows that name um, a few of the trainers do. They, they've asked me about it, but it's like, if you don't know me from high school, you don't know me by that name at yeah. this point now. But uh, yeah, I remember even my high school coach saying, because I, I made varsity at a young age as well. He was like, you know what? You got the perfect name because when you made varsity, that head got even bigger. Um, I'm a lot I'm a lot more humble now. I'm not, I'm, not, I just, I'm just enjoying the ride. I, I'm doing what I love to do. Nice. I was fortunate enough to always kind of know what I wanted to do along the lines. Um, started out school as an engineer when I was in and I was playing basketball at Fife University. Um, and I was like, my mom would always say that you're not gonna like sitting down at a desk. That's just not yeah. who you are. And uh, I was like, okay, mom, you're right. Maybe you're right. And I started looking at some other avenues and got into exercise science and then the rest is kind of history. Nice. So, yeah. So have you always been blessed to be fit or do you have a fat story? I don't have a fat story. I've always Dang, been- so lucky. I've always been a workout junkie. And then now I'm looking at it, my, my dad doesn't work out at all. He is pretty fit. So I think that's kind of a little bit of a genetics as well. So I remember being young and my cousin, they tell me this all the time. It's like, you, you have always been working out since I've known you. And when you're young, you don't think about that. Yeah. You know, like I used to ride bike from my, my mom's house to my, I wasn't supposed to, but I used to ride bike to my aunt's house all the time, which is a bike ride, it's probably about 25, 30 minutes. And I do that no problem. Now, I always tell people, I'm like, you didn't have a black childhood unless you were in the front or backyard doing backflips. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, so, where on J- the way James Allen works is everybody you live next to is your family. Yeah. Or, they, you know, like, their family has grown up together for, like, the last 30 years, you know? Yeah. So, when I, where I grew Unity. up... Right, so where I grew up, um, like, we all grew up together. Like, it was, like, I think it was 10 of us. Yeah. That, that were right around the same age. And me and my buddies would go outside, we'd play football in the morning, basketball middle of the day, go eat and then come back and play football. And, and we sometimes we'd even golf. Um, so it's just like, yeah, we literally were outside from literally morning until the street light came on. And like I said, like we all lived right next door to each other. So like it wasn't that big of a deal if we didn't come in before the street light. Cause everyone could take, like the whole neighborhood took care of all the kids. Yeah. So, you know, I, we always, my whole group of guys that I grew up with, we were all athletic. Like I grew up playing three sports because of those guys, you know, so. Ask Turtle um, who would win uh, one-on-one. Oh, my God. What did he tell you? If we played one-on-one, he would beat me. <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely make it hard for him, though. But uh, he, would, he would beat me. Trying to get a point guard. I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably nine times out of ten, I'd probably pick him up first. Okay. Respect. <laughs> respect. Respect, Turtle. My guy. <laughs> so I want you to know, you're not the only trainer in the room. I, too, am a trainer. Okay. Her silver sneakers. I think I have her. Chair aerobics. AARP. Okay. That's certified, you. not certified, but certified. Sorry, I, I hear Teaching you. at Bible Way, Atlas Road. You know about that church? That? <laughs> it's a church in Columbia. Really? Yeah, so you know, I teach chair aerobics. So I want to know do you have any tips for someone getting the old people moving? Chair aerobics, getting old people moving. Wow. Um, yeah, we do the electric slide in our seats. Really? Are you messing with me? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, well, my biggest advice for older population is just more single leg stability, core stability, so anything having them working on balance. Yeah. So actually having them sit in the back of the stand on the back of the chair and just have two hands on and then okay. gradually take one hand like off at a time. In the chair no, 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 no. So they're standing up. Yeah. 
Imagine you stand up, hands on the chair. You get bouncing on one yeah. leg. Every week you take off one finger until they're bouncing on one leg with no hands. Okay. It's a good progression for you. That's there a you nice go. One. You can Thank do like you. teaching some core stability just by sucking the core and bracing it. Things like okay, that. speaking of core, we were doing like that squat move and then we'd like push up to like releve on our toes. Oh, I yeah. was like, yo, you got a strong core. You could be a dancer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like, I thought you could be a dancer. I think, uh, if you had to choose a job besides being a trainer or something yeah, along yeah. those lines, what else would you have been? That is a great question, actually. Um, if I had to be something, I'd probably just work at Chippendale in Vegas and just make $300,000 a year. Be, be Magic door. Mike. Because <laughs> I do like to dance. I know I can do dance sober or I'm, I'm decent. I'm not like, I, I can okay. you know, do my thing in the club and have a good time. Oh my um, God, so speaking of club, so what is it like when you see clients out? Because it's like, it always amazes me when trainers have social lives because I'm like, Skirt, you teaching a class at 5 a.m. Right. <laughs> Why are you out here? <laughs> you know, how do you balance that? Um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you regret it. Um, <laughs> this past weekend was a combination of fun and regret. Um, so it's really just about like, you know, I'm not even 30 yet. You know, I, I want to maximize as much fun and time as I can before I get married and get yeah. in a relationship and have kids. So. And I've always been I've always been a morning person, so if I gotta get up, I'm gonna get up and I'm yeah. gonna be jacked up about it. And then, you know, for trainers we got a big break between twelve and three, so if I'm not doing admin work, I sleep in my car. <laughs> I literally take a nap in my car yeah. for two hours, wake up ready so to rock. Exactly. Um, so everybody, you know, kinda does their thing on the weekends. My thing is, um, it's all about progressions. I always tell people like the best thing you can do with your health is not try to stop everything at one time. Yeah. You know, I read a book called uh, The Power of Habits. Yeah. You know, change one habit, change your life. So, you know, you change one habit, then everything kind of ripple effects into a, a change of habits for your life. So it's not trying to accomplish, you know, a thousand goals at one time. It's about focusing and getting the willpower to do one thing first, and then we'll move on from there. Yeah. Yeah, so. So I just called to say all trainers are preachers. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all be preaching during yeah, class. And also... The claps are so strong, like it's like. But you kind of develop that over time, <laughs> you know. You kind of get that motion with the clap. Uh, that's funny you said that. The claps are strong. Um, the motivation is strong. Well, it's it's funny because like, for me, you know, I grew up as an athlete, so I grew up being coached and being yeah. having mentors and being having motivational speeches all the time. Yeah. So you know, now that's almost second nature. You know, you, and you now you're at the point when you start, if you do want to read and you start reading more books, you know, it kind of all just comes full circle mm -hmm. so you kind of naturally just learn how to motivate people and talk and this is something you develop like a specific good Devon story is that one Saturday class we like after the class you know there's stretching and um, there's usually like announcements that one of the trainers have to make or and usually during the during the stretching they try to have like quiet calm time but there's so many people everyone's friends everyone wants to chat like everyone wants to talk and one of the other trainers was trying to lead like a very calm, quiet stretching because she's a yoga instructor and like was really trying to like get our mindsets in the game. And people were still talking and like Davon comes around the corner and he was like, I will not have you disrespect her like this. But it was good. Like, honestly, in my mind, I was like, that's what people need. Like they're here. And these people are taking, all these trainers are taking time out of their day. Let them know. And it was the quietest that gym has ever been for like 
a solid 10 minutes this this the trainer was able to like lead a silent stretching because everyone was like oh okay <laughs> like <laughs> so many people in charleston are used to these like lavender towel ass experience you just need to like shut up and work out and like listen to what people have to say okay. took your class yesterday yep. and what a <laughs> she doozy got work, she was she got to work you were like you knew what you were coming for and i was like no i didn't <laughs> But Don tried to give me a warning. He was like, yo, B, you better start stretching tonight. You better stretch tonight. <laughs> you better stretch tonight. You better drink some water. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like, this man's no joke. Like, for real. He's just, he's just really, what he's going to do is just really just max you out. He's going to push you till you can't go. Drink all the water. <laughs> that sounds like him, too. That's I'm hilarious. trying to put you on. Right. So... Don told me about when you were starting out, um, used to host these beach workouts. Yeah. And I asked him. <laughs> brutal. Very brutal. Um, uh, Turtle did the, did the uh, workout as well, and he did not make the warm-up. He was done after the warm-up. So that was funny. It, it's... If you're going out on that beach and you try to work out early in the morning, you better eat a good breakfast. Don't, don't <laughs> go out there no empty stomach because you're going to die. The beach is a different type of beast, man. And, you know, you already got to fight the sand alone. So, uh, and see, my, my thing is, you know, when you're working out, especially in group settings, you can always set your own pace and your own tempo. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you want to keep up with the person next to you that's already in shape. You have no idea. But it's all about what is my speed for now and let yeah. me run my race. But a lot of people don't want to run a race. They, want, they don't want to. They're, they're too worried about looking bad in front of other people. Like. It was one of his boot camps he was doing out on the beach, and this was like two or three years ago. And I was like, all right. At this point, I was not working out at all. I think I probably was like the heaviest I'd ever been. And I get there, and within the first, like, like no joke, five minutes of working out, I'm like, there's no way I can do this for another, like, 25 minutes. There's no <laughs> way. And at the end of the workout, like, I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't walk. I was crawling on the beach. Like, I'm not even, like... I'm not even exaggerating. Like I got rocked. <laughs> you understand, man? I had to. I had to really chill for like. I had to chill there for like 45 minutes. Like I had to. <laughs> I had to cool down. This man. This man's for real. He's the real deal. I'm telling you. Like not even a cool down. Just laying there. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just like not doing anything. The man's a beast, man. He really oh. is. The, the good thing about working out, you just like everyone's inspired by something. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when you're running a race, you're always like. Somebody in front of you is inspiring you to keep up with that person. And you don't realize that somebody behind you and you're the inspiration. So yeah. it's just all about, you know, just running your own race and understand that, you know, you're going to inspire somebody else. And somebody else is going to look at you as like, I remember being there, look where I am now. Yeah. You know, and they're going to support you because they know what they started where you were. Exactly. So you just got to take the first step. And just like everything else in life, it's all about consistency and determination. Yeah. Keep working. Come um, get yourself, baby. I just called to say that what inspires me to do workouts is the outfit, hence my outfit yesterday. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I believe it really helped. Yeah, it helped. <laughs> um, it's funny because you got a, you got really good energy, and I, the, everyone else in the class felt that too as well. You know, you were actually entertaining while you were working out, <laughs> so I thought that was actually really cool because that that, that kind of makes that gives a trainer even more energy. Like, yeah. You know, like when the room is very quiet, like no, tra no trainer likes that. You have to be on as a trainer. Like you're a stand-up comedian. Like you have to be. Yeah, a comedian. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be a motivational yeah, you got, you got speaker do it all. all in one class. And I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, the thing that makes you a great trainer. You know, there's a there's a lot of people in the world that are 
somewhat smarter than me at what I like I like to think I'm pretty smart yeah. I spend a lot of time in books and I learn a lot but they're smarter than me but they don't have the personality yep. or they might have the personality People but they don't have the science the personality. right or they have the personality and they don't really know what exactly about form and technique you know I, I think that I spend enough time to become a good balance of everything I think what, that's what makes me a great trainer I was impressed when you threw in some of the yoga moves I oh, was like, like that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like not expecting it well it's not even just a that is a yoga move. I under I, I just understand the body. Like yeah. I understand what you're working on, why you're working it's on a really it. Really good balance of stretch and strength. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I've always been. I go to everything. I go to spin. I go to yoga. I do Pilates sometimes. Good for you. And that, that even helps me like learn even a little more moves for, for training for me. So, you know, it makes me a better trainer you too. Train athletes. And exactly. They think, you know, you need to be exactly everything. Yeah, I, I train well. A football player today. I played for the San Diego Chargers, and he about died off the smallest movements you could have done the whole day you know but it's like he never does that movement yeah. and that's so good for you know his active recovery and for his you know uh, injury prevention that he doesn't even understand yeah. like this is what you need for your body to, to bounce out and he loved it and I learned and some of the things that I, I did with him one of the things I did with him that I learned from from yoga class you know yeah. so is this all about you know using everything as one come take a dance one class bounce. you'll learn something hey I'm ready sign me <laughs> up coach I'm gonna give you a lot of energy though, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm wild in class though oh no my classes I'm I bring the energy you, you don't have to I already know that you don't gotta convince me there's a lot of clapping there's a lot of yelling okay I like there's it there's a lot of ha 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 there's a lot of sound effects okay um <laughs> You were name dropping. You work with like some high profile clients. It seems like NFL players. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how did you how do you land that? Like, what is that about? Um, I remember my first year of training. One of my, my best buds, Chris Middleton, worked out with me a couple of times, and that just kind of taught me a lot about how like that year I, I wasn't ready to really train pros, mm -hmm. but having him as a friend and training him that first year was cool. Yeah. Because you kind of learn about like athletes have OCDs about how they want to train what they want to train the way they want to train mm -hmm. and at first I wasn't really I wanted to, people were like no this I want you to learn about my style yeah. of training um, so you know kind of that that kind of that taught me to check my ego at the door like you know you're there for the athlete you know it's watch not about head. right watch out head exactly <laughs> it's like it's not about you you know it's about what the athlete wants to do how he wants to feel now you can talk to the guy away and tell him like, hey, this is what you kind of need. Let's put this in as well too. But, um, you know, if, if he was my first pro client that wasn't my friend, I probably would have said I did a terrible job, yeah. you know? But like, you know, now that I've gotten the experience, like um, Mike Williams played for Clemson, plays for the Chargers now, we worked out today. Um, I actually, it was funny because I worked out with him last year at the beach and I knew Mike so Williams. Did you have the beach workout? Oh yeah, of course he did. <laughs> so you got, the best of nomination this year for a trainer, right? Yeah. Now, this is your first time, is it? No, I got it last year as well, too. Okay. Um, I've been up there for the last two years. Uh, did you win last year? I did not win last year. Um, another guy. We're coming for you, whoever won. Yeah, we're coming for whoever won. I'm coming for you, baby. Watch out. You know, I, I got your number last year. I still got it this year. I'm ready okay. for you. Catch me outside. Uh, catch me Zimbler. outside. Exactly. Right, right. Let's see who wins this race. <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I made a good name for myself, and I've gotten, I'm, I'm just, you know, happy that I've been up there for the last two years, that I have that recognition in the city. Um, what he's really known for is, like, just balling, playing, like, just hooping. Dudes, 
Dude's a dirty basketball. No, he's like a very, very good basketball. I feel like he could have probably played at any level, like even professionally. Like he's very talented, very talented. That's what I can tell you about Davon. He is one of a, a very few people that I know who, who's taken a hobby, like a, a true hobby and, and turning it to like a flow blown like business. Take someone who's like super passionate and who just, you know, wants to help people uh while making a living i mean kudos to them because he's got most of the life like figured out but if you were to ask him why he even does the training he'll tell you it's it's for the kids it's for the next generation yo I his mean, instagram yeah. stories with the kids are they're lit yeah no nah, they're like legitimate man he's really about like making a difference in the community and, and helping people and if you followed his career i mean it's it's honestly it's a like true testament just to hard work and someone who just cares about people to be honest i mean he's a, he's a stand-up guy man and he's really he really is doing a lot for the community specifically like james allen trainers are not only yeah. local celebrities and rock stars but they're also they're DJs. also djs yes mix it up <laughs> You're a DJ, you do it all. DJ, DJ can't stop here, guys. Holl at me. I'm in the yeah, building. You start getting like sound marks in your music. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be legit, oh, right? You can't stop <laughs> right, right, right. That'd be dope. But yeah, I am. Uh, I, I pride myself off of having some of the best music when you come into my class. Like I can't, I can't live without it. Definitely the best music of all the trainers. Um, like without fail, personally, that's just a personal preference, but you know how I like my music. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely best music. I get more anxiety making a, a playlist than I do actually training people. Accept yourself first, self-care, self-love, save yourself first, and then you can save everybody else later. That's a word of advice today from Can't Stop. be interested i would love to ask that trainer like how do i find i guess like i just feel like i'm kissing a lot of toads sometimes when it comes to my fitness journey because i'm like all right that was cool not my thing i also have been curious about trying maybe a adult hip-hop class i love to dance it's like one of my greatest joys and like why would i not like can we take one together next time i visit you like let's find like a beginner like intro like it could even be like a zumba related hip-hop class Mm -hmm. like let's go try it out i would love it I, those are always the classes where, like, I can't stop smiling. Like, I feel like I'm, like, taken back to, like, Richard Simmons' 1980s type of, like, vibe yes. in a workout where I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm legit, like, so happy. I can't stop smiling. I'm laughing at everything. Like, it's amazing. Please hold for Collie, Terry. Dear Abby, when my husband and I go visit my mother in another city, every other month or so, my brother and his wife insist on coming over to see us while we're there. Our visits usually last two or three days. Many times when they come over, my sister-in-law will start doing her exercise routine, including floor exercises, which are, in my husband's and my opinion, unbecoming and inappropriate to do in front of other people. How do we deal with this? Are we crazy to feel awkward because she's lying on her back doing these pelvic thrusts? Would it be out of line to ask her not to do this in the future? My brother says she wouldn't listen to me, so it wouldn't do any good to talk to her. So we know talking to her won't help. What do you suggest? Please hold for Collie, Terry. Okay. Well, feeling awkward 
even though your brother says not to talk to your sister-in-law, you still owe her a conversation, especially if you plan – like if you are feeling so offended by this and it's like really affecting you and it's affecting the way that you're enjoying your time with your mom, then you should just have a conversation with her Like if it's really that important to you. I think that you're kind of being a bit of a prude, honestly. I think that if someone has the time, like if someone is making the time for themselves and like working out and stuff, then like I think you should respect that. Maybe even join in. It makes it a lot easier. Whenever I'm around a friend that's like, oh, I'm working out. It's kind of like, oh, well, you might as well just do it because you can match their energy and get a good workout out of it and like have a fun friend hang. So I don't see why you wouldn't just like join your sister-in-law, maybe get to know her even better. Um, I don't like as a pelvic thrust really like going to scar your children because like chances are they're going to thrust their pelvic, (laughs) pelvic bone, pelvic area, I guess. I don't really know the term there, but like, I don't think like a pelvic thrust is new to them. This woman has a minivan. It has those stickers that represent how many family members she has. So she has a mom, a dad, and two sons and the youngest daughter. She is definitely like the mom that drives everyone. She does every carpool. She's like a mom. Like she's a class mom. She's super into it. Huge prude. Um, She wears those like jeans that are high-waisted but also come right above the knee and she wears them with a belt and sneakers and she doesn't really work out that much she's like a a shade overweight but she just she does she'll do a power walk when she feels it's necessary she's a big member of the Weight Watchers community at the elementary school that one of her kids goes to and yeah that's her and so she's like kind of threatened by this girl I would also matter imagine that the sister-in-law is like a little bit more fit than she is. Um, if you do talk to the sister-in-law, if it's like whatever, you just – you have to get this off your chest, then I would say like how about you work out before you come over because we would just rather have that time to spend with you other than you working out. I wouldn't make it about it being inappropriate or appropriate. That's kind of sticky and could offend her. And so I would just be like, you know what? I'd rather when we all have time together with my mom that we just spend it with each other instead of working out and doing our own things. But I would, at first I would try and join her because sounds like you get a workout in and like maybe even include your mom. It could be like a fun, like bonding thing to do. Please hold for Collie, Terry. All right. Abby says, (laughs) Here's how I'd handle it. Talk to her anyway and ask her to please refrain from doing these exercises in your presence because it makes you uncomfortable. But if that doesn't work when she starts performing, stand up and say, hey folks, let's go out and walk or for a coffee or for a sandwich and put an end to her bit for attention that way. I think that's also a great approach is just leaving because she's not going to change than you do if you're going to care about it. Dope. Unless she's a CrossFit person, because they'll just follow you and tell you about their workout either way. Yeah. <laughs> if she's doing a CrossFit workout in like your mother's living room, then she's other problems. <laughs> she's like flipping furniture. Bring her own fire. Yo, when I was a little kid, I used to lift furniture. Did I ever tell you when I used to get angry? When I- yeah, that is crazy. I used to, to me. pick up furniture anytime I got angry. That's why I got a hernia at a young age. You know, I was, I was super strong. Yeah. So strong. Um, but yeah, sweet. I think we got everything. Thank you again for listening to another episode of I Just Called to Say. 
And you know what I'm going to say. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. And tell your mama, tell your sister, tell your friend. Special thanks to Can't Stop Training and Muddy Waters Coffee Shop for allowing me to just sit there and record this podcast. Thanks for turning the music down a little bit. All right. Meet you guys back here next week. Same time, same place. I don't even know what time it is, but we'll meet back here on Wednesday. Okay. All right. Okay, sis. Okay, bro. All right. Bye-bye.